EMS One Academy is the leading way in high-quality, affordable training for EMTs and paramedics nationwide. Your department can take advantage of more than 150 full-length training courses and 225 hours of EMS continuing education in a robust learning management system. Training is accredited by the Commission on Accreditation of Pre-Hospital Continuing Education. Administrative features include group administration, credential management, custom course creation, assignments, offline training tracking, and more, all customized to meet the needs of the EMS training officers. To schedule a free demo, go to ems1academy.com. Well, here we go. It's time for Inside EMS. I'm your host, Chris Subalera. With me always is Kelly Grayson. Kelly, I think we got a really great story to chat about today. So before we do that, let's go ahead and find out how you're doing. You know, I, I, I kind of have that buildup. I'm just wondering what's going on with my good friend, Kelly Grayson. So before we get into the, the news of the day, before we get into our great discussion, I, I'm so interested in that discussion <laughs> we're going to have. Tell me how you are. I mean, that's what's really important to me today. Bud, you lay it on thick. You you you'd almost think you cared. Well, I mean, it's pretty close. I mean, <laughs> you know, if I if I had a brother, I'd want it to be you. But well, as a matter of fact, I do have a brother, so never mind. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, how'd your brother feel about that? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk about it. I'm I'm good, man. I uh I just just uh it seems like there are no hours in the day. I I've, I have 25 hours of work to get done in a 24 hour day. I uh, just got off a shift and about to start another one, uh, and um, teaching uh, teaching two full time classes now. So uh, doing the hybrid EMT thing again. When I get off shift in the morning, I hop on a plane and I fly to Rio Doso, New Mexico, to speak at the Region Three EMS conference. So I'm look, kind of looking forward to that. Seeing some beautiful country and talking to some cool EMTs. And, uh, you know, it's a busy life, but uh, it. it Pace. <laughs> the EMS World Tour by Kelly Grayson. So yeah, straight out of Pitkin. Straight out of Pitkin, that's right. We still haven't gotten those shirts yet. So uh, yeah, we maybe we get, get shirts that say straight out of Pitkin on the back. We could have inside EMS. And yeah, then, uh, we'll, we'll get some. Uh, I, I tell you what, we'll do. We'll, we'll, uh, We'll have a listener contest, and we'll uh, we'll give away some uh, Medic Solutions World Tour straight out of Pitkin T-shirts. How about that? All right, awesome. So you, one of the things that you just said was what you thought was interesting is you just got off a twelve-hour shift, and mm-hmm. now getting ready to do a twenty-four-hour shift. My question for you was: Every four hours, did you get a ten-minute break? Uh, n- no, I, I got a uh, I got broken over every four hours, but I didn't get a break. Uh, break what's that um no we 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 don't get breaks uh and as far as i know we've uh, no company i've ever worked for has given us breaks but that leads us to our topic for discussion today there's a news article where paramedics and emts in san diego are suing their employer in a class assing lawsuit against uh rural metro uh for not uh allowing their ambulance crews, the state required rest breaks. Uh, California's uh, laws are a little stricter than uh, federal labor laws, and they require every four hours you get a 10-minute break for non-salaried employees. Uh, And their lawyer has, uh, has 
tried to make the case that that um, denying them these breaks uh, compromises safety and doesn't give them a chance to rest and recoup and and uh, get their get their minds wired right for the next call and it may pose a danger to to uh, the paramedics and EMTs and the patients. Um, so uh, we'll see how this goes. What do you think about it, Mr. EMS Manager? Should should we be allowing rest breaks every four hours to our crews? You know, and I think that there's more to this story as we start to think about what we're talking about here. And first off, I want to say that, you know, EMTs and paramedics need to get paid if they are not getting a one-hour lunch break. EMTs and paramedics need to be paid if they're not getting this 10-minute every four-hour rest break. So when we really think about the crux of this lawsuit, it's not only about not receiving the 10 minutes, but are people getting paid during this time frame? There, there were some. When I, when I first went up to Christian Hospital, the uh, men and women uh, of the department had to punch out for lunch every hour, uh, every day for an hour, and then for dinner. So they were losing two hours of pay, but they weren't getting that break. So we had to make sure that we were going back and make you know making sure they were paid if they weren't if they weren't taking that break. But here's my side of this. So when we talk about the ten minute break every four hours, we do want to make sure that our crews are going to be safe. Now yeah. hold hold on to your ears. What about the time frames that if you're working maybe five hours straight, and we talk about and we talk about maybe five calls. What about the times that you're not working and waiting for a call? What about the times that you're sleeping and you're not running calls? What about the times when you only run one call in a 24-hour period? So are we saying now that in addition to that downtime, every four hours we just need to stop and take you out of the system for 10 minutes and let you just have a break? So. Well, Okay. Let me just go ahead and add on, pile on to that because I'm sure that we see this a little bit differently. I am all for crew rest. I am mm-hmm. all for safety. Do we have to be nitpicky enough to say every four hours you need 10 minutes? I don't know that we need to be that nitpicky, but I'm not going to speak against uh, EMTs and paramedics for rural metro um, uh, suing the company over that regard. First of all, I think the fact that if they're suing the company over something like uh, mandated rest breaks, uh, it, it speaks to uh, a relationship that has more problems than just being denied rest breaks. Uh, there's got to be a problem there uh, between the employer and, and the uh, and their workforce if if this is the kind of thing that they're suing over. In my opinion. Um, now you mentioned some things. So, what about all those times where you're you're sitting in between uh, and, and you're not running calls and, and all that kind of stuff? I, that's a hell of a way to run a railroad, man. You, you can't you can't say, well, you know, we we screwed you over for uh, for the last four shifts, but you had a light day Saturday. That should make up for it. Uh, it just doesn't work that way. First of all, I, I don't know that that uh, a light, easy day makes up for all the days where your UHU is 1.0 and they're constantly barking at you on the radio to clear your stretcher and get re- and and take the next call. Uh, and you transport 12, 13, 14 people in a shift. Now, I am lucky at my employer and that our UHU is not that high and they're not going to 
work us to that extent. Um, uh, they, you know, the busiest trucks in our system uh, in our district probably have a UHU of 0.4. Uh, they'll do, you know, uh, four transports in a 12-hour shift. But the other side of the equation is, is, is it's not really rest when you're posting on a street corner and moving from one place to another. And, and even though we're not running a lot of calls, uh, we're constantly on the move. And, and is that wrestle? No, I don't think it is. Uh, so I, I, I really kind of support the, uh, the paramedics and EMTs from rural Metro for, for standing up for this. And I hope that this lawsuit, uh, um, winds up in their favor. Uh, and that uh, it, it kind of is, becomes a cautionary tale to EMS employers and other parts of the country uh, uh, that they, they need to start treating their employees better. Well, I think that that's one, that is one of the things that we fail to do in EMS. Mm-hmm. Is, is we, yeah, we suck at it, and, yeah. and we actually take a, a perverse um, – you know, a uh, perverse pleasure in getting screwed over, no, and, and it's like a it's like a rite of passage. You should see some of the who comments takes, who takes on a, Facebook. Who takes a perverse? Dude, you read the Facebook thread on this on this particular uh, story, um, and there are so many EMPs in there. Oh man, if you can't take the pressure, you don't need to be an EMS. That's part of the job, and and. Is that we, how, is that how those got, comments sound? Do they sound just like that? Yeah, I don't know if I could make myself sound as dumb and and yeah. ignorant as some yeah. of these comments. I really yeah. don't. Uh, it's like we suffer from EMS Stockholm syndrome. Uh, we, we've we've been screwed over and denied basic rights for so long that we've actually started to sympathize with our captors. Well, one of the things like yeah, we deserve it. One of the things that I want to bring up with that, with those comments, is if you can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen. Because I read those too. That's the same problem that we have with PTSD, and that's why people are, are having that challenge. We've got to stop saying if you can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen. I think that as we have a new workforce that comes into our fold, there's going to be a lot of changes into the mentality of how work is being done from mm-hmm. what we were used to back in the old days before electricity. And, you know, some of the comments there I think are, are, are real. Uh, we've been in EMS for a long time. We know how the systems run. And really what it comes down to is to good leadership, you know, you, you started off this segment by saying, okay, EMS manager, what do you think about it? I, I haven't given you my personal thoughts yet. You know, when I started off with the, what about the rent? What about the sleep? What about the downtime? That, that was just my question. So really, I think we need to get into my feeling of how we need to change this. But I, I think that what happens here is that We have a lack or poor leadership when it comes to taking care of our most precious resource, and that's the human resource. So, with Mm -hmm. that said, uh, I think that we really have to change our paradigm of leadership. But as a new workforce is coming in, there's going to be a lot of challenges to the status quo. What strikes me about this entire situation is that we in EMS adopted, uh, or if the rest of industry and the labor force, adopt the same kind of macho uh, attitude that we in EMS have about our working conditions. What would be working conditions, what would they be like for the American worker today? You know, 40 or 50 years ago, uh, we had the majority of, of people in the workforce saying, ah, 40-hour work week, what kind of wimps are you? You know, you know this was, they'd work you from dawn to dusk, 
until you broke. You do that when you signed up for the job. Or, you know, oh, what the heck, you don't need a minimum wage. You know, work for what you want to, what, what you think you can get and, and be glad for it. That kind of crap. Um, but for some reason, we seem to take that as a badge of honor in EMS. I just don't get it, you know. I mean, uh, uh, well, what do we need with, with fancy, fancy things like uh, safe working conditions, safety equipment, all this kind of stuff. Um, but for some reason, about our working conditions, particularly the length of our shifts and our breaks and that sort of thing, we had this, this you know, a lot of call it Stockholm Syndrome. Uh, and it, it's kind of ludicrous. So that's why we should be supporting these guys from rural metro uh, and, and their efforts in this. Because if it sets a precedent where employers are held uh, to a higher standard on how they treat their crews, I don't think that can be anything but a positive. But, hey, that's my perspective on it as a street medic. I'd like to know what you think. You're, a, uh, you're an EMS leader. You've been a supervisor and an operations manager for, for many years. From a leadership standpoint, what do you think we need to do to solve this problem? You know, I, uh, I don't spend a lot of time on this show going on rants like you do. I mean, I, I'm kind of like, <laughs> you know, like the question guy. I'm kind of like the... You know the instigator guy. I'm I'm kind of like the leading the conversation guy. One of the things I think is very very important is the art and science of leadership. And you know, especially in EMS, we we don't have the training, we don't have the the continuing education, we don't have the dedication to the craft of leadership that we should in our career field. Now earlier in this show, Kelly, I said. You know, what about the, the downtime that we have during, in between those calls? Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I've worked 24-hour shifts before, and there have been times where I've had to be up for the whole 24 hours. Now, as, as I've signed on for a 24-hour shift, I knew that I would be up or could be up for a 24-hour period. And, you know, you mentioned it a few minutes ago where we said that, uh, you know, what are you, a wimp that you can't, you know, if you can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen thing. And I think we've got to change that mentality. Now, to go back yeah. to your question, you know, so even though I said that uh, there should be downtime, you know, there are people that can work a 24-hour period and they can make those ends meet. But we've got to be able to think about those people who are sitting in the truck. So if you ask me what my opinion is as a leader, I'm going to give it to you and I'm going to give a, I'm going to give you a Kelly Grayson rant so here it goes i won't have the accent and i'll probably sound a lot a lot more intelligent but here we go oh yeah thank you very much for playing always a last word freak that's what you are so here we go you know i think that one of the things that really bugs me about leadership especially leadership in ems kelly is the fact that we treat our employees like like they're the most important resource that we have right i mean we, we look at them as resources We've got to stop mm-hmm. looking at employees as resources and start looking at them as people. They have a very, very difficult job. They go into somebody's house at 3 o'clock in the morning, and they may not come out. And we give them that autonomy to do that. So now what we're saying mm-hmm. is 
The way that we set up our system is you can take a lunch if there's an increased call volume. You can take a break if you need to take a break. Who's to say that all this PTSD that's going on inside our career field may not be offset a little bit if we can put breaks in their day, if we can give them a 10-minute escape from the stress oh, yeah. and the cortisol levels that are happening you know, within their bodies. One of the things that we, uh, you know, we look at is, you know, this is a very, very stressful job, and the stress starts as soon as they punch the clock at seven o'clock in the morning because they just don't know what's going to happen next, and they're always on for whatever that that increase, whatever those hours are within their shift. As EMS leaders and as people who are in charge of other people. We've got to take this into account. The problem is, is that how do we have an operational budget that allows us to take X amount of people out of the system for an hour for lunch or, or 10 minutes every four hours, whatever that is? Well, the answer is we now have to try to make that happen. We now have to try to find the resources and have good management to have more people in during those peak times. Maybe if we have 24-hour yeah. shifts, we've got to be able to pull in three or four more shifts so they could work with us during uh, they could work with us during the lunch period so our crews, our 24-hour crews and our 12-hour crews can take a one-hour lunch. How many people in our career field, now here I go, man, I, I, the motor's going, so here it goes now. <laughs> How many people in our career field work two jobs and three jobs. Can you tell me that we Most can't of. set up a system where between the hours of 10 and 2, we have a four-hour shift? We have a five-hour shift that people will just come in and take a part-time job and be there every Monday, Wednesday, Friday from 10 to 2 o'clock that they can now be the break for the people who need the break. One of the things yeah. that we now need to think about is how do we take care of our employees and how do we keep them healthier? We're into this whole big kick about, you know, population health and how do we make our communities healthier? You know what? Let's start with our employees first. How do we make yeah. our employees healthier? How do we make our employees now, uh, you know, we put them in a position that they could be successful? Well, the first thing is treat them like they're your customer. If you treat our employees like they're our customers then they're going to take care of those people who are calling for ambulances. I need to take a breath. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, uh, I'm i going to say something not quite unprecedented in this podcast, but, but unusual. I agree with you, and I applaud your attitude. How's that for you, Chris? The, you Hang want to mark down the date? I just, I just fell to the floor. Give me a minute to get up. <laughs> well, I appreciate um, it. Kelly, you know, know, but, but, I, I appreciate it. But, you know, one of the things that – that I'm very, very passionate about, as, as you hear, is we don't take care of our people and we don't treat oh, them yeah. like they're people. We look at them like they're numbers. We look at them like they're resources. We look at them like they're uh, our property. And uh, that's very yeah. shameful. Well, you know, and, and to, to piggyback on your statement, um, lawyers will tell you that people do not necessarily sue when they've been wronged or when they have a particular uh, when they have a valid case they sue for one reason they sue because they're angry um, and and most advocates will tell you that you know one of the ways uh, to to stave off or to avoid malpractice and negligence lawsuits and that sort of thing is is to simply be nice and to be willing to apologize and admit fault and, and work to make it better. And you'd be surprised how few 
uh, lawsuits result from that sort of attitude. Well, well, herein lies the problem. The rural metro in San Diego has a significant section of their workforce who is angry enough to take them to court over it. Now, whether they have a case or not, or whether whether rural metro is violating California labor laws or not, is is immaterial in my eyes. The leadership of that company needs to look at the fact that, hey, we've got enough of our people angry enough to take us to court over an issue, and then they got to fix that. Um, whether they do it by by uh, complying and 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 giving them their their ten minute rest break every four hours or doing something in some other tangible way to make those employees feel value uh, is the issue here. And, and I can't help but think that, that one of the reasons they, they felt it was necessary to, to take this to the court system is they don't feel value. Uh, and that's a leadership failure. That's uh, plain and simple in my eyes as a street medic. Um, that's, why the, uh, that's probably the, the greater reason why these people are lashing out. It's a simply a leadership failure, and it's something that the, the leadership and the management of that particular agency needs to address, whether it's in the, in the court system or out. But, hey, that's what I think. And you've heard what Chris thinks. We'd like to know what you think. Should EMS agencies be mandated to give us our crew rest 10 minutes every four hours or or walk out for a meal break? Email us at the show at ems1.com. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes. And for myself and Chris Sobolero, thanks for tuning in to Inside EMS. We'll catch you guys next week.